0: How many probiotic foods like yogurt or kombucha should you eat when you're taking an antibiotic? While the answer isn't totally clear, there may
1: be a ballpark to aim for. In today's episode, we'll refresh you on the connection between probiotics and your mental health. Plus, share which foods are best to eat and how much to aim for. Let's dive in.
0: As with many of our podcast episodes, Carolyn, this one was inspired by an article and happened to be one that you wrote.
1: Yeah, I wrote it recently. And it was for eating well. I'm not sure if it's out quite yet. But they wanted me to dig into research to see how much probiotic-rich food should you eat while taking an antibiotic. Which I was like, huh, I've never thought about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we talk a lot about the... I I, would, I should say we talk a lot as registered dietitians about the value of... Getting probiotic <coughs> rich foods into your diet when you're taking antibiotic. We talk about it on the podcast about, in general, for gut health, yeah, which is important for mental health. But the connection between the two, when you said it, I was like,
1: wait, have people looked at that? Yeah. yeah, And apparently they have. So, well, you, I kind of had to weave some research together, but there did appear to be somewhat of a, of a number or a range for how much to eat. So, you know, maybe we should first start by talking about why you need to eat those probiotics when you're on an antibiotic.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So antibiotics—they're meant to target and kill that harmful bacteria, right? Whether it's like a strep infection or like strep throat or an ear infection or I don't know, even if you have an infected something on your, yeah, on your body, right? Sure. Attack those bad bacteria that are causing it. Exactly. And sometimes doctors have to play with the type of antibiotic, right, to target just the right one. So even though they have the ability to better target one type of antibiotic or the other for whatever bacterial infection you're fighting, the problem is that, that those antibiotics still also kill off some of the good bacteria. Yeah, They can't just kill that one bad type,
1: unfortunately. Right. That would be nice if they could. Maybe yeah. someday science will get there. Yes. So what happens is even though you need to take that antibiotic to kill the bad bacteria, you're going to lose some good bacteria as well in your gut. And this varies by antibiotic. You know, I think some stronger ones can kill off a lot of your good bacteria. There's others that may not kill off quite as much. But still, you're, you're going to lose some. It makes me wonder, too, that
0: if you're on them for a longer period of time, like, sometimes you just get, like, a little three-day pack, and sometimes you have to take it for 10 days. I would imagine that, in theory, that would have an impact, but I don't know. never thought about that.
1: Huh. So, the bigger problem here is if enough of those beneficial bacteria are lost, then the diversity and ratio of the good to bad microbes in your gut start to shift and this leads to unhealthy changes in the overall composition microbial composition in your gut and that's not a good thing that's what was referred to as dysbiosis your you know your gut has been disrupted and um, it causes inflammation within the gut there was also
0: some research that you found that showed just taking like a broad spectrum, fairly common antibiotic like an like an amoxicillin or something, can actually alter the gut microbe composition for up to two months.
1: Oh wow. Sorry, I did I jumped ahead there. Yeah. So even the really common one that we don't think is really potent. That I mean amoxicillin's given all the time. Yeah. But it it makes causes changes in the gut for at least two months. It's a long time. Yeah.
0: In the grand in, in the grand scheme of like if you only took it for a week.
1: Yeah. So you're likely you're going to have some gut disruption. Let's just say that when you take an antibiotic, it's going to vary based on what your gut health is like before taking it. And it's going to vary on what antibiotic you're taking. But now, how does this relate to mental health? Why? How could, you know, this disruption in your gut health impact your mental health? So
0: if you're a regular listener, you've heard us talk about the gut brain access more than about 100 times. Um, so there is there is a direct connection, right, between your gut and your brain, um, and mm-hmm. it is a two-way street. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot that happens in your gut that affects your mood.
1: Yeah, 90% of the serotonin, that feel-good neurotransmitter, is made in your gut. That's a lot. Yeah, and you have to have a healthy gut, that right ratio and diversity for it to be produced in the proper amounts.
0: Well, and, and to then be utilized. Yeah. Right? Because, you know, we've talked before about leaky gut, and mm-hmm. obviously you mentioned dysbiosis
1: already. So, but also probiotics, or those, um, the good bacteria in your gut protect neurons from stress.
0: Which is huge. And because we've yeah. talked also about how stress impacts our mental health. Yes.
1: Because, but once again, you're like, how do those good bacteria in my gut... Right. Protect my protect brain. Cells. My brain. <laughs> but they do somehow. Research this. <laughs> well,
0: and another big one that we've talked about before is cortisol, which is the stress hormone. So not only do probiotics protect your neurons from stress, but they've been shown to
1: help lower cortisol as well. Yes. And let me just say something we may have skipped over. We, we were just tossing around the term probiotics. When we use that term, we're referring to those beneficial bacteria yes so those beneficial what we're talking about is when you have those beneficial bacteria then you're able to make and use serotonin then your neurons are more protected from stress your cortisol is lower so i just didn't want to skim over that
0: and they're not they're not exclusively the ones that you would eat in foods they are they are also the residents inside your gi tract. yeah as well you
1: have a whole apartment complex in there
0: <laughs> you I'm <like> imagining <laughs> right now, like the different parts of the small intestine with like little apartment buildings. Yeah. But but it's true, you you really do. Um, so when we say probiotics, yeah, we're, in, we're talking about the this good instance, bacteria. This is what we're talking about. Yeah. We will be more clear. I will be more clear when we get. Into I just feel like the, the dietitians, sometimes we like jump over that and yeah, we just like throw out words in yeah. the same way that other health professionals throw out yeah. words. And if you're not used to hearing them all the time, you're you're. You kind of pause, but we're so used to hearing them and saying them and reading them and that we just
1: drop it. So when your gut is healthy, then you, the probiotics, the good bacteria are able to, you know, really put you in the best possible place mental health wise. Yes. Not saying you're free from, you know, things, but you're in the best possible place. You're functioning at your optimum.
0: Yes, and and what I was going to say, sorry as I so really interrupted, was that, and also uh, your other health, uh, like your larger physical health as well, but um, it really does play a, a very important role in your mental health. And one of the things that we read was that those good bacteria can also help regulate the HPA access, which we've talked about before. I had to go back and remind myself, which actually Carolyn had to remind me, that that's the one that is um, that is involved in your fight or flight response. Yes,
1: an emotional regulation. Carolyn's new
0: favorite phrase. Yes.
1: Okay, so a lot of times we pick up an antibiotic, or maybe we're prescribed one at the doctor or by our healthcare provider, and then they may say, "Make sure you eat yogurt while taking this." Yeah. Or sometimes the prescription bottle, when you pick it up at the pharmacy, may even set may even say, "Eat with yogurt." See, they usually pick out yogurt. They I've really do. I've never seen them put other stuff
0: on there. Maybe one day they'll put kimchi on there, and they could do a little drawing of it. <laughs>
1: And the purpose of this, why they're telling you this um, on the label or, you know, when they prescribe it is so you can eat these foods with the probiotics, the good bacteria, and hopefully repopulate the gut with some good bacteria to circumvent or, you know, kind of counteract the good bacteria you're losing at the same time. Right. Yes.
0: Yeah. Because when you have, when you are repopulating your gut with good bacteria, it while some of the like less healthy bad bacteria w- also have the potential to come back you at least are like putting up your first line of defense so that they that like they get into the apartment first yeah and reside there so that the bad bacteria have fewer homes to go and live in
1: yes yeah good way to put it i'm
0: just riding that apartment analogy yeah, it, I that like you threw part. out i mean i'm
1: envisioning a whole building in my <laughs> intestines.
0: multiple buildings
1: um, so but you know one thing i've wondered before Um, is, okay, my doctor didn't mention eating probiotics or yogurt. The label doesn't say it. Is it really that important for this? You know, maybe it's not that big a deal to eat yogurt or probiotic-rich food while taking this antibiotic. Yeah. And, you know, what I've kind of determined based on research is you should probably eat some probiotic-rich food whenever. You should really eat it on a regular basis, but you should definitely eat it while you're taking pretty much any antibiotic.
0: Yeah. And a probiotic supplement is completely, like, it's valid, it's helpful. We've talked about it before. The advantage of the foods is that more often there are other, um, like, nutrients in those foods that kind of have, like, that synergistic helpful effect, right, both in your GI and for those probiotics. Also, not all of your probiotic Supplements have multi-strains in them. And right. and you don't
1: want to just focus on one strain. Yeah, because you really don't know what your gut is needing. So you, want, if you do take one, you want a multi-strain one. But research has shown that eating probiotic-rich food really is a really effective way at repopulating the gut and increasing its diversity. Yeah, so... Tell
0: listeners about this uh, study that you unearthed from Stanford University.
1: Okay, so there was this cool study. I sound really nerdy. uh, Last summer out of Stanford University, and it was a 10-week clinical trial. And they wanted to see how beneficial it was to consume fermented food and drink. And most of your probiotic-rich food is fermented. Those good bacteria are created as part of the fermentation process. Um, And so they took healthy subjects and divided them into two groups. One group was the fermented food and beverage group. One group they didn't give any fermented food or beverages to, but instead they gave them a high-fiber diet so it was rich in prebiotics. Prebiotics are those fibers that you find in um, a lot of your plant foods. Okay, so you've got these two groups. Both groups had comparable gut health prior to starting, and all individuals increased their intake of either the fermented foods or the prebiotic foods gradually. Gradually increased it over, over the study. Only, now let me say, they both had benefits. Both had, but they were different benefits. Only the subjects in the fermented food group, though, exi- um, had significant increases in new bacteria strains and in that diversity that's really key for, you know, restoring um, gut health.
0: Pretty cool that they like went and looked at their gut bacteria. Mm-hmm. I
1: yeah. mean, I would expect that, but still, I'm
0: imagining because we talk about how. It's not like you and I can just average Joe walk in there and do
1: it. Yeah. But what was even cooler to me is that they followed up with these subjects like a couple of weeks after the study. So the subjects may still be eating the fermented foods, but they may not because they're not being monitored, any, monitored anymore. Right. So they just wanted to see, okay, what, were the benefits in the gut still there? Were they, did they still have this diversity? And they were. Which is pretty cool. I mean, so it shows you, like, it's not just about, you know, an immediate benefit that may go away. It's, you get some long-term benefit. Right. So I I liken that to, oh, okay, so I try
0: to incorporate some, um, I don't know, kombucha, some, you know, good culture cottage cheese, maybe... I don't maybe some kimchi or sauerkraut. I got my
1: kombucha right here. Oh yeah, yep. But yeah. then
0: there are weeks where I am not as diligent, right? And so I'm I
1: can I can give myself a pass. It sounds like. Yeah, I mean, I tell people to aim for. I mean, every day would be ideal, but I mean, it's, it's something. If you sometimes I forget about it. Yeah, you know, to incorporate it. So you know. to five days a week I think would be great if you can get some kind in so let's talk about what those foods might be because you hear yogurt all the time you know and And it's a valid choice and there's a lot of
0: variety at the grocery store um, but there are so many other choices that are fermented foods again now I think it's important to let Listeners know that there are there are also food products out there now that are not fermented that contain probiotics. And it's, it's just – it is a – typically it is a strain of probiotic that gets added after the product is made. Or yeah. it's resistant to heat and so it can get uh, mixed into like a baking mix of yeah. some sort and cooked in the
1: oven. So I kind of – think of that as kind of like a probiotic supplement almost Right, that's how i treat it like if you see on a granola bar that it has probiotics yeah they've added it it's yes. not naturally in there and we're talking about those foods that naturally have the probiotics in them
0: yes or like our at our is how the food comes to fruition like you yes. have to add bacteria to to milk to make yogurt right yeah Right. Let's don't get too into that process. Okay. I won't do that. Yeah. All right. So, other foods besides the yogurts are kefir. And I,
1: I kind of describe this to people as like liquid yogurt. It is. <laughs> to me, I mean, I think it is. Um, okay. And then um, my favorite lately, kombucha. I'm which,
0: so glad you got on the kombucha bandwagon. Which line.
1: I will tell people if you've tried it and you're like, uh uh-uh, uh, keep trying. They, every single brand, is so different it's in true. taste.
0: It's true, and there are some brands, even some flavors within brands, that I find totally repulsive. Mm-hmm. And there are others, obviously, that I love. Yeah. But
1: some of them have a sh- some have a sharper vinegary taste, and mm-hmm. I don't like those. I like the more mild ones. Then you don't even have to drink a full cup to get one serving of probiotics. They're going to find in just a second, yes. according to this study. Even so. better news. Okay. And then um, kimchi. You eat kimchi. I love
0: kimchi. What
1: do That's, you do with it?
0: The thing about kimchi is that you can't, um, well, with kimchi or sauerkraut or really any of these is that you can't cook them. So my go-to is to put kimchi in a stir fry, but to only cook some of it into the stir fry and then put some fresh and some of that juice on it at the end.
1: Um And you can't cook it because these are living things. And you don't want those good bacteria to die in the skillet. Right. Exactly. Um,
0: Sauerkraut is a little easier in my house to get by. You know, you put it on a hot dog maybe. Yeah, you don't want to get the sauerkraut that's on the shelf, like with the canned goods. Right. It needs to be refrigerated, in the refrigerated section. Usually I see it where the kimchi is or where... um, uh, like the tofu might mm-hmm. be, I don't know why, but they just tend to lump those foods they don't know where into that think. refrigerated <laughs> section. It's like the, like the, oh, this is the random refrigerated items.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I see it with like the veggie cheese and the, yes, yes exactly. The um, dairy free refrigerated pesto, maybe. uh huh, Exactly. They don't just all the foods. They don't know what to do. Yeah. With.
0: They just here, <laughs> this is the section for them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, and then other, like, pickled or fermented vegetables, you know, there's a, you know, it may be beets, it may be carrots, you know, but anything that's gone through that pickling per- or fermentation process.
0: Yeah, and those you have to look closely at because just because they're pickled doesn't mean that they've, that they've been fermented. Very, very true. So, um, yeah. keep an eye out for that. But then there's, like, miso, which you can buy that. That does not have to be refrigerated. You can buy it off of the, just the regular shelf in Mm -hmm. the center aisles uh and tempeh is usually refrigerated uh at least from what i recall i don't think i've ever bought it not but i i don't know for certain i don't know if i've
1: ever bought it
0: (laughs) well i will tell you it is an acquired texture in my opinion i think more so than tofu but um yeah it it is it is good it has a place it's worth trying at some point maybe that could be a great video that we do Mm, Carolyn tries tempeh. Yeah.
1: Maybe so. Y'all stay tuned. Okay. So these aren't people's like go-to foods. Like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to eat my kimchi today. (laughs) Speak for yourself. (laughs) You know? Um, Well, I mean, or just, I'm talking about general population. So here's kind of what we know about eating probiotic-rich food. So, regularly consuming it appears is beneficial to the overall gut, and I'm talking about even when you're not taking any any antibiotics. This is something you should gain um, work towards having, you know, every week it within your diet. Um, and consuming probiotic-rich food is an effective way and a safe way to um, prevent or lessen gut changes those gut disruptions when taking an antibiotic for most people there are some people who may be very immune compromised and they should probably check with their doctor but in general it is considered a safe effective way eating these probiotic rich food um, and can be beneficial when taking an antibiotic and you know The study found that it's these probiotic-rich foods, or in this case, it was those fermented foods, that was really optimal in comparison to the prebiotic high-fiber diet. That was really optimal for increasing the microbe diversity. Yes, and daily, getting it daily. Yes. The prebiotics, the high-fiber diet, that's good to have, but that's more like food. For your good bacteria that you have in your gut already so and really i think what probably most people need is they need the new strains they need the diversity yeah um and truthfully
0: unless your diet is completely devoid of whole grains and fruits and vegetables you're likely getting some prebiotics into your diet anyway yeah.
1: i mean i tell people just increase your produce intake yeah you're going to get plenty of prebiotics yes exactly yeah Okay, so here's how much they called a serving. Well, in the study, they the participants started by consuming a half to one serving of fermented foods or beverages each day, and they increased up to six servings a day, mm-hmm, which six is a lot by the end.
0: That does feel like a lot, but um, but
1: they gradually I'm here worked. It. Up. So here's what one serving is according to this study. It was six ounces, so like three fourths a cup of kombucha. Or yogurt or kefir. I already did that today. Yeah, I'm doing it right now. It was a fourth cup of kimchi, sauerkraut, or other fermented vegetable. You know, and that's something I'd kind of wondered, like, do I really need to like a whole cup of kimchi? How do you you know, how do you do that? So a fourth cup, and that's not that's not that a lot that much. I
0: know? want to see how much sauerkraut we can jam onto a hot dog.
1: <laughs> okay, that can be a video too. <laughs> And then it said two fluid ounces, so about a fourth cup of a vegetable brine drink.
0: Do you think that they were people, they were taking, like, the kimchi juice and the sauerkraut juice and pouring it into a cup?
1: Probably so. Maybe some people just said, give me a shot. I mean... Let me get this everywhere. Give me a shot. And they are taking the fermented juice. I believe it. That's an option. I mean, I
0: I definitely have um, some people who live under my roof that would do that. Yeah. For sure.
1: So... These servings aren't huge. Now, I'm not saying get six by any means, but I think a good goal just on a regular basis when you're not taking antibiotics is really kind of aim for half to one and a half, you know, servings each day or try to get one serving in yeah. each day if you can or most days of the week. And then if, um, you know, when you are taking an antibiotic, you may want to consider upping that by like a half serving or an additional serving on top of what you're already used to eating. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and also, I think it's important to point out that the six servings, while it does feel a lot, feel like a lot to some people, and maybe not to others. Sometimes, it, or often, in research studies, the researchers have to have to do like an extreme amount, amount, like dosage, so that they can actually get a statistically significant result that they can see. Yes. So. Yes.
1: They weren't, uh, I mean, it was like, you know, <laughs> gradual. And so it wasn't like they ate six servings for a long period of time. Right,
0: right. Yeah, they worked their way up and then they stopped
1: week- at 10 weeks. Study. Yeah. 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 Um Also, you know, you don't have to eat like a whole serving. Um, You can't, let's say a whole serving of kombucha or yogurt. You can have like a half a cup of yogurt and a half a cup of kombucha and combine it. So you're getting over a little than one serving, you know, you know, it doesn't have to be like, Oh, I didn't get my fourth cup of kimchi and only got three tablespoons, you know, any right. bit helps.
0: That's a really good, a really good point. Like you can mix it up. If you use your kimchi as a condiment, Yep. just try to get it. Try yep. to get a probiotic or a fermented food rather
1: in another way. Yeah. It's not all or nothing. Any little bit helps. Okay, so now what we know.
0: Now it's time to go put sauerkraut on a hot dog.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> That's the plan. And
1: do some Feed fermented Tempe. juice shots. Oh,
0: yeah, fermented juice shots. Yes. Wow, I feel like we should tell a bartender about that. Work on adding some fermented foods into your diet Yeah, on a daily basis. Your gut will thank you. Oh, wait, hold on. We need to tell people, like fiber— don't go big all of a sudden on probiotic oh, yeah. fermented like not
1: go from zero servings or a half serving a day to six.
0: No, don't do it. Or Work if you gradual, do, don't like blame to do fiber. us. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah.
1: Big disclaimer. Yes. Good point. Okay. Well, there you have it. We will be back next week. Bye.